Welcome to the Opinions on Pickens podcast, the sports show where there are no fouls or flags, only baskets and touchdowns. Here's your host, Alyssa Butterson. What's going on, everyone? Welcome, welcome to Opinions on Pickens. I'm your host, Alyssa Butterson, and we have a special one for you today. So happy to introduce Patrick Fish to our OOP fam. Patrick, thank you for being here today. Of course, of course. I'm, I've been really looking forward to it. Let's get started. Now, I got to start with the obvious. For those of you who knew Patrick when he played at Carolina and was a student there, one of the most predominant things that stuck out about you was your hair. Let's be honest. <laughs> it was this long hair. You know, you saw this, this big football guy walking around and like that was just you and your vibe. And it was it was awesome. Like everybody loved it about you. What made you decide to grow it out? We got to know. Um. I don't know. A couple guys on the team had their hair grown out. Uh, I was in college. I didn't really have any professional requirements. So um, also a fact about me, I just hate getting my hair cut. I was talking about that with one of my buddies the other day. So more of a a laziness type thing, I guess. Um, And it eventually just got super long, um, awkwardly long, where I guess the fans started to notice that it's it's bright yellow. So it's it's hard to miss. But yeah, that was definitely one of the things that that helped me stand out, I guess. And then uh, brought me to my next question. Did you cut it for professional reasons? Was that the choice in that matter? (laughs) Yeah, so I I ended up having to get a job, unfortunately, and uh, had to chop it off. So uh, here I am with the new trim crew cut. I like it. I like it. I really do. It's very fitting. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. I I think it's, it's unique because where are you currently located? Um, I'm right outside of Hilton Head in uh, Bluffton, South Carolina. So about two hours outside of Columbia. Awesome. So not far from where you grew up. Was it Shelby, North Carolina? Yeah. So I'm about four hours from Shelby, but it's a, it's a quick shot up north. Um, Shelby, if you're not familiar with it, it's just right outside of Charlotte. It's about an hour outside of Charlotte, hour outside of Asheville, about an hour outside of everywhere you actually want to be. So uh, it's a good location. Gotcha. I th- Want to know really like high school, Burns High School, was that like a the only real high school around that area was or how was so, it? <laughs> it ended up working out with me being a, a punter and a kicker because our football team was was never the best. Uh, our, our two rival high schools, Shelby High School and Crest High School, were always competing for uh, the, the state championship each year. They're, they're pretty dominant in the state. Um, but as far as a, a punter, I went to, we were definitely, you know, turning over the ball and running in fourth down a lot. So I got a lot of play in time at, at, at Burns and everybody gets Burns confused with, with Burns and, and Duncan or Spartanburg, South Carolina. It is, it is definitely not the same Burns. I think that one's like B-R-Y-N-E-S. That's where Marcus Lattimore and Nick Jones, those guys went. I went to, I went to the country Burns, um, B-U-R-N-S. So uh, a, definitely a different school, but I, I loved it there. And, you know, I think it was like two hours from from Columbia, so not far from home. Do you come from a big family? Is it just you, your folks? Are you an only child? So I have uh, I have one older brother, um, and then uh, my parents are still in Shelby. So I just got back from from visiting them. But my brother lives in. Uh, he just recently moved to Rhode Island, so he's he's up north enjoying his time there. Now, it must be fun as a kid growing up when your dad is a head football coach at a university. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, so uh, I, I definitely grew up in a sports family. My brother was a big golfer. My dad, like you said, was a, a football coach. Um, he coached in uh, – he was the head football coach at Garner Webb for like 
12 to 15 years. I'm not really sure that was when I was super young, um, but Garner Webb's a small college uh, in Boiling Springs, North Carolina, just right outside of Shelby. Uh, from there, he eventually uh, ended up at Duke University um, doing some special team stuff with, with Duke. Um, so I definitely grew up around the sport. Um, so it, it's not, it wasn't a, a, you know, a big jump for me to, to get from, from soccer, which what I, I grew up playing to, to football. That's how I kind of ended up in a, in a kicker role. Okay. And the special teams thing that had nothing to do with it, with your dad working in that kind of. No, well, I was just, uh, my parents will tell you, I always just hung out with the kickers and the punters when I would go to my dad's practices. Cause they weren't, they weren't really doing anything during practice. They were just messing around a lot like we did at South Carolina. So they had time to, you know, keep an eye on me running around as a little kid. So I guess it, it, uh, it kind of made my path uh, a little bit easier for, for me to become a kicker. You're in high school, you're a punter kicker right now, and you're making this decision. Where am I going to take my talents to? Where am I going to go to college? What went into that decision? And were there other schools? Um, yeah, so there were there were a couple other schools in play. Um, you know, my dad had a, a lot of connections with his his coaching background, so he got me in contact with a, a bunch of different coaches. Um, I had two or three different offers. Uh, my main one, well, not my main one. My first one being from uh, Garner Webb, which was right there in Shelby. Like I said, smaller school, but it, it was at home, so I was definitely considering them. Uh, and then. I got a, uh, a gray shirt offer from from Duke. I uh, went there and did just a one-on-one uh, little kicking camp with them, and uh, they liked what what they saw in me. So they offered me a, a gray shirt, meaning that they didn't have an opportunity or open uh, uh, an open spot that year. But basically, I would uh, sit out for a year and, and come in a year later. Um, so I definitely considered that. With that being, you know, Duke, such a prestigious school. Um, and then after that, after Duke offered me. Uh, I went to South Carolina and had a, uh, a one-on-one camp with Coach Beamer. Uh, funny enough that uh, he was the special teams coach at that time. And, uh, it, it, you know, it, it just worked out that um, they liked what they saw and they, they ended up offering me, I think, like a week later or something like that. And then once South Carolina offered me, I ended up getting a, a couple other schools that, that were kind of random. I think it was maybe Central Florida and Illinois, which – I, I hadn't even talked to that much at all. They had just sent me a uh, an offer letter, so that was pretty cool. Uh, especially as a, a kicker punter specialist, you don't get a get to see that a lot. Um, and just so. a young kid coming out of high school, like you're going to these schools, like you're 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 thinking so many things. I mean, one of them isn't like you know where am I going to be in 15, 20 years? I mean, <laughs> I'm not being a jerk, but you're just like wow, like look at these schools, look at this opportunity I have in front of me. And I mean, like you said, somewhere like Duke or even South Carolina, I mean, that's a, a, a privilege to even be considering those schools. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And and I think once, I mean, once Coach Beamer and, and South Carolina offered me, that, that's kind of where I, I knew I wanted to be, you know, in the SEC. And I love the the connection that I had with Coach Beamer and Ellis Johnson, the coaches that recruited me. And um, I, I just love what they had to offer. So it was once I got that that call from, from Coach Johnson and that letter in the mail, I, I kind of knew exactly where I was going. Heck yeah. And who doesn't want to say, I mean, they played under the great Steve Spurrier. I mean, that as well, come on. Right. Yeah. So I, it was I, pretty cool. He came to, uh, he came to my high school one day and met with me and my dad and my, my uh, high school coach and my principal. And uh, I hardly got a word in that day. My, my principal was a big, big South Carolina fan. My, my football coach was as well. So they were kind of, you know, eating his ear off, but, uh, but it was really cool to have him there and, and, and just seeing where I'm coming from. 
such a great guy, dude. I mean, like just really is. And I wouldn't want to play golf against him. I know he would definitely kick my butt in some golf. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I think uh, what we used to joke about it, because randomly we would, we would get texts like team texts when it would be like a perfect day outside and, and they would either, you know, cancel meetings or push back practice. And we would always joke, well, I guess coach Spurrier got a tea time, you know, you would take advantage of those, those perfect days when he could get out of the golf course just for a, a quick nine or 18 holes. I mean, he's an old guy. I mean, he's out here, a head coach of a football team. Let him enjoy your day or two and give you guys a few, t- a little time off. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> right. So he, uh, it's funny. I actually grew up a, a huge Spurrier fan. I was unfortunately a Florida fan while he was at Florida, but I was more of just a Spurrier fan. I always wanted to play for him in the swamp. And it was, uh, it was pretty cool that I I got to play for him in the swamp, but on the, the other sideline. So I, that was, that was one of my, uh, my dreams growing up and it, it, sure enough, it happened. But as you said about the the Beamer thing, I'm sure you never thought even like three or four years ago that we would be sitting here like, wow, Shane Beamer is our head coach now. Right. And he's actually someone who like this community really has embraced. And this he's actually really embraced the community and has been doing a phenomenal job. And I think, you know, it's just cool to see like the evolution and, and be involved in that. Yeah, so I know he definitely had a, a background. I think he spent some of his childhood in South Carolina, so he had some roots in the area. Um, and he's always said, you know, he would love to be back at South Carolina. I know he, one of my my good buddies, Jay Wooten, who was a kicker as well. Him and him and Beamer have a really tight, close knit relationship. And um, you know, everybody, it, it seemed like all the guys that that we played with were were rooting for him to get the job. We're supporting him, and and he basically said this is where I want to be. I know that Virginia Tech job opened up there soon after and people were nervous if he was going to jump to Virginia Tech and I think he's made it pretty clear that that he he wants to plant roots back in South Carolina and and be in Columbia. Now you, you come to South Carolina, you get recruited. Are, were you recruited as a punter, a kicker? What were you recruited as? Yep, so it was just uh just mainly a, a punter. Um I did some field goal kicking in uh in high school, but uh I was definitely more just focused on on punting. So what, who came to you? What made the decision from you to switch to that, to the holder? Um, so our punter at the time was, was Tyler hole. Um, and it just really wasn't working out for me, um, uh, with the, with the punting gig. I was, I was normally just the, the backup there. Um, and me and Fry always, I was held for him during the summer and, uh, our special teams coach, Joe Robb, Joe Robinson at the time came up to me and asked me if it was something that I would like to do. Um, and and I, I told him, you know, if it gets me on the field, I'm, I'm more than willing to do that. So I, I it was, just found my niche and kind of stuck with that. And uh, I, I didn't realize it was going to, you know, blow up as, as big as it did. A holder is not an easy position now. <laughs> uh, it, it, I mean, there's, there's definitely some pressure there, but you got to think about it. You're doing the same thing over and over. So it's, it's not too tough, just to, as long as you can get through the pressure, uh, get the, the ball down so we can, you know, get it through the uprights, then just get all, your mind right. Really every time, right. You got to stay, got to stay dialed in. You don't got to get ready. If you stay ready though, right, right. Combo. let's talk about that. How did, how did that friendship really start? Like, and how did that evolution, like the fish fry thing really become a, as big as it did? Oh man. So I was a, I was a couple of years older than Fry. I think he came in my senior year and I redshirted obviously. So my last two years uh, of playing um, were, were with him. And as soon as he, he got in uh, 
with the program that summer, we went out and kicked and, and it was like he didn't miss from from anywhere. He, he wasn't a big guy, but he had a pretty big leg for being 130 pounds soaking wet. But it was just he was so accurate. And we knew we had something special in him. We didn't realize that he was going to, you know, eventually go out and, and break records and become a four year starter. But we knew we had a guy who, who we could lean on and and he was going to do a lot of special things for the program. Um, but really just our, our friendship grew just within that short amount of time that, that we played together, um, kind of took him under my wing. And uh, I, I, funny thing, I think his, it was a freshman year. We threw him a, a, a surprise birthday party at, at my apartment. And, uh, and after that, we just kind of hit it off from there. So he's, he's always been my guy and will occasionally get up here and there and play golf. But um, as far as the fish fry thing, we didn't even put that together. Like we, it, it, I think a fan came up with it and it hit some of those message boards and um, it just, the, the fan, they just kind of, they kind of ran with it and it was awesome. College was crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it, it was, it was a good time for sure. But I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Those, those pictures would just float around. Exactly. That's yep. us. That's us. Of course, yep. celebrating because the guy just, it seemed like he never missed. So uh, he Look was at that hair though. And that one actually, that picture wasn't that long ago. So I, I, I grew it out again during COVID. Um, and it, it, once I started having to go back into the office and, and meet with customers and stuff, it was probably, I decided it was probably a better idea to, to go ahead and chop it back off. But yeah, it got long there again here this recently. This guy's cool. Like, this guy seems like someone I want to hang out with. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I totally, totally get it. So what are you up to now? What do you currently do? Uh, like I said, I'm living in Bluffton. Um, so I'm, I'm on the, the coast on the weekends. I'm trying to get out on the golf course and uh, get out on the water as much as I can. But uh, work in the insurance uh, industry, uh, more on the claim side of things. So I'm working directly with our customers, handling, handling claims and um, and just kind of the, the face of the company. Now I, I work with uh, work with Allstate. So it's a small company, probably never heard of them. Um, but yeah, yeah. So just more of them, like the, the claim side of the, of, of things with all state. It's crazy. Like seeing like, I mean, what, how, I'm, we're about the same age, I believe my birthday is actually in two days. So I'll be 29. Okay. Um, awesome. Happy birthday. Thank you. Are you about 30 now? Yep. So I'm 30. I'll be 31 in August. So, so August there you go. You're coming up to happy birthday. Thank you. But it's just like, Wow. The past 10 years. I mean, like they tell you, you know, they tell you how, but you just so quickly. It flew by. Right. I, I feel like I'm still in college and, and you know, I, I wish I, I wish I was literally. But, same. <laughs> but no, same. I, I, I think you're exactly right. The last, you know, eight, 10 years just, just flew by. And, uh, and it's crazy to see that, um, you know, that, that fish fry name still kind of floating around here and there. Are you still involved real in the Gamecock community, Gamecock football? Is that something that's important to you? Oh, yeah. So I, I'm definitely uh, I'm definitely still involved. I just picked up my season tickets. Me and my parents got season tickets this year. So we're, we're pumped about that and excited to see, you know, what uh, this season has in store. But uh, I've tried to stay involved as much as I can um, doing, you know, the, the Letterman's golf tournaments, uh, things like that. And just, you know, keeping in touch with the, the guys that I played with and, and trying to meet some of the, the younger the younger kids from the newer generations. 
what I always tell my friends, don't take it for granted. And I kind of, I kind of say that because I feel like in college, I took it for granted a little bit. I didn't, I didn't realize what I was, what I was sitting on. You know, I, uh, I, I loved my time at South Carolina. Like I said, I wish I could do it again. It was awesome. Um, but, but I, I definitely try not to take anything for granted because my time at South Carolina was unbelievable. What was your degree? SPTE? Yeah. So sport entertainment management. So insurance I mean yeah, yeah so <laughs> what <laughs> once you once you got out of college I, I feel like I didn't realize what I was getting myself into so so hopping into that industry is 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 super tough um my, my brother is actually he's done very well for himself in that industry and I, I kind of realized that's what, something that I wanted to do but I didn't realize how hard he had worked to get where he was he uh he, he works at Madison Square Garden he's like oh, the wow. vice president of sponsorship sales so I've always, you know, gotten to take advantage of, of uh, the, the tickets and things like that. He could hook me up with. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. I, I want to major in something like this. But and he then probably I started realize, it like as the ticket guy. Yeah. And I didn't realize you had to work your tail off to get where yeah. So <laughs> once I realized that, I, I was like, oh, you know what? This insurance gig's a, a little bit easier to kind of weave my way into. And, and it, it's ended up working out for me. I've been in insurance the last four or five years now, and I'm loving it. Love it. Well, anybody that needs insurance, you know where to go to. Yeah, hit me up. <laughs> so we've asked all of our guests for this upcoming season. I got to know your opinion. And one rule you cannot say just because you're a South Carolina fan every single game. You got to give us an over under. How many games do you think the boys are going to win this season? I mean, I think they got a good schedule. I think yeah. it's a good schedule. I think we got a solid team. But don't let your heart talk over your head now. Like, so if, if you seven if, games, eight, six, like, it, give me, give me a roundabout. If you, if you know me, I, I never, I never hold back. I always try to keep it honest. Um, I think, you know, last year, um, you know, six or seven wins. That was, that was awesome. That was a lot more than, than what I'd expected at that point in time. And I think, this year, we could probably expect the same thing. I, I never like to, you know, set those expectations too high um, because that's when it, it starts to get neg- negative thoughts, negative uh, energy around the, the team. I think if you can just, you know, set some realistic goals, uh, I think getting right there at six, six wins, seven wins uh, is realistic and, and definitely not a bad place to be, especially with Beamer being in his second year. Um, last year, you've got a lot to build off of. Uh, you got some some new faces in the uh, in the quarterback room in the in the the meeting rooms that uh, I think a lot of people are excited about. So I think um, the sky's the limit within the next few years. But to be realistic, I'm, I'm looking at probably six to seven wins again, and um, I think that would you know kind of set us up for you know maybe eight to ten wins in the future. What a lovely politically stated answer. I think that <laughs> fits so well. I really do. But. I will say coming from an era where we came from, where we were spoiled, I guess. I don't want to yeah. think of it as spoiled because I just want to think that we're winners. But, you know, <laughs> from the Stephen Garcia, the Connor Shaw, you know, the, the winning 8, 9, 10, you know, the beating Alabama, beating Georgia consistently, being able to go to a Clemson game and say, you know what, we really are about to whip these boys ass. They're <laughs> feeling that way. And now it's just like, the love doesn't go away and the passion doesn't go away. But like you said, the realisticness kind of sets in and you're like, all right, we're going to a Clemson game. All right. They're going to talk shit. They're probably going to win. Okay. <laughs> like you know, You've got to kind of hold it together. You got to You got to be realistic. Obviously I'm, I'm pulling for the, the boys to win every game as hard as I can. Um, but again, if you're not realistic, it, it, it starts to create 
some negative thoughts, negative energy around the team because you can't just expect them to go out there and, and win every game. I mean, even when I was in, in school, you know, we we go out, we beat Alabama, and then the next weekend we we lose to Kentucky. So it's like you can you can win every game you play, but you can also you can lose any game you play in the SEC. It's just a, it's a a hard conference to be in. It's a great conference, but um, like I said, it, any any given week you can you can win or lose. Are you an NFL fan? Who's your team? So I'm I'm more of I'm more of an NFL fantasy guy. So whoever's on my team, that's who I'm pulling for. That's the team that I'm pulling for. Um, but if I had to pick and choose, I would I would say probably the Bills are my team right now. Josh Allen, I like that uh, I that fan base. So I've been hopping on the Bills uh, Bills bandwagon here lately. I what a solid. I honestly was I was expecting like the Panthers. Honestly, I really really was. <laughs> well, I was you would think just because where I'm from, but that yeah. Bills Mafia, I, I like that wild fan base. Uh, <laughs> they seem like some uh, some fun fans to hang out with. So I uh, kind of like right up my alley right there. Josh Allen, man. I mean, he's definitely, I mean, for sure, top 10. He's going to yeah. be a Hall of Famer and so much more. I mean, right now I'm just trying to enjoy my last year of Tom Brady and soak that in, to be honest with you. <laughs> Right. It's just like the greatness, like we talked about with, you know, our heirs, like you don't really see greatness like that for forever, for sure. But for long periods of time, you never do. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's cool to say, you know, we get to watch these guys. So when so when we grow up, we have kids, we get to tell them about, you know, Tom Brady, you know, all of these guys that, that we get to watch right now, Aaron Rodgers. But um, yeah, the guy in the underwear commercial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that hot guy. Yeah, that guy. He was a hell of a football player, too. Um, I actually saw Tom Brady last season. Uh, my best friend is he's a, a big Rams fan. So uh, we went down to the Rams Buccaneers game and uh, watched uh, solid game. Matt wow. Take down Tom Brady. That was, was like a Super Bowl game. I'm jealous. It was nuts. It was it was a really cool environment. I have to say I was upset about that game because, like I said, I do favor Tom Brady. But my quarterback in my fantasy was Matthew Stafford. So, OK, so that, it was a that worked out. That yeah. worked out. <laughs> Patrick, thank you again for being on the show. You know, can you let the people know where they can follow you on social or anywhere that you're followable? Yeah, so I'm, I'm mainly just on uh, on Instagram. Uh, my username is fat underscore pish. So switch the F and the P. So F-A-T underscore P-I-S-H. Um, that's normally what I'm on. I'm thinking about getting a TikTok here, but I'm like I said, 30 years old. I don't want to be that washed up old guy on TikTok. Jump on it. <laughs> you have to. You're not the 30 year old wash guy. You're young, like young, live it up. We appreciate you being on the show. And until next time, folks, keep winning. Thanks for listening. Check us out on Instagram at Opinions on Pickens. Please like and subscribe to us on YouTube and check back weekly for new episodes. Until next time, keep winning.